7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn and I chose Rest in Pieces, a 2019 runner game by... Now Sam, how would you say the name of the game studio, knowing that they're Swedish? Because I thought they were of Japanese, and I would say Itataki. Yeah, it sounds like a good chef's tasting menu. (laughs) Why not sample this... (laughs) Why not sample today's itatake? <laughs> but they're Swedish, so how would it be said in Swedish? Itatake. I don't know. Oh, that's quite good. I can believe that. <laughs> I actually think it might be a Japanese word, although I'm not sure what it would mean. Itatake. But I don't know. I, I Yeah, I have a feeling it's one of those things where it's a Swedish word, but it just looks Japanese. Like, they have an island in Sweden called Otoya. Which is the name of the restaurant that was down the street? <laughs> Japanese restaurant oh, that was down the great street. Great restaurant, yeah. yeah. In a, but it's a big chain in Japan, whereas in New York it's suddenly fine dining. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it could be one of those words that just looks and sounds familiar. Transcends languages. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's what we're saying. Our games transcend language. <laughs> also, I'd like to make a correction. Okay. I don't think it's a runner. It's a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> After but my favorite right. 90s movie. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> no, no swingers. Right, baby. He says baby a lot. Oh God, I thought it was a Austin Powers reference. Okay, let's move on very quickly. <laughs> let's move on. But before we move on to the game, let's have some new, new news. New, new news. This week, Apple have announced their game subscription service, which we had talked about previously, because, you know, we're just so ahead of the game and we know the, we know the rumors. We're hooked into the news cycle. Mm. Uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah, so they announced a bunch of things this week. Oh, they announced, it? yeah, TV Plus. Yeah, basically, News they, Plus. they kind of announced all the things that other people are doing now has an Apple in front of it. With a plus on it. So what's the difference between a plus and a max? Yeah, right. That was one of the theories going around. They changed the name of their phones to max so that, they then, so that then they could use plus as the as the paid as bundle. As a post-fix. Yeah, for their right. for their bundle or the rather their sort of services. Because when the phones services. were announced, plus it was written out plus, right? It wasn't a symbol plus, right? So yeah, man, something. Yeah, they need to get a handle on their naming <laughs> systems. It was all over the place. I feel like they need a UX writer or a product writer. <laughs> Say, all right, listen, surely folks. out of all of their ten, tens of thousands of employees, they have someone who can at least put together a coherent naming and numbering strategy. But I have a feeling someone has a really good idea in their spaceship. Um, but probably has not shown it to the right people just yet. But we're not here to criticize Apple's naming <laughs> systems. We're here to talk about Apple Arcade, their gaming paid gaming service right. bundle, servicey bundle thing. So I know they announced it. I know they're going to have like about 100 exclusive games on this paid service. Mobile exclusive, yes. Right. But I... <sighs> I still don't know the actual details around it, like how much it is. Nine ninety nine. When it's going to drop. Launching in the fall. <laughs> this is fun. What else? <laughs> <laughs> or how it's actually going to work. Right. So the thing that I hadn't quite thought of was that, oh, they're going to kind of co-fund or help develop a bunch of exclusive titles. And then that becomes, and that are then available in the Apple Arcade service. So is it going to be a separate app that you download that's going to contain these games? Or is it uh, something like a different section on your App Store? Yeah, there's going to be a new tab, Arcade, on Mm. the App Store. 
just where between where search is right now, just to the just to the left of search, they're going to have arcade, uh, which will then give you a sort of a, a the premium games experience. So I think it's interesting. It's sort of like Apple have kind of held their hands up and gone, oh, mea culpa. We drove the price of games down so far that they're now free and everything's ad supported. Right. And no one can actually make money off of the app store if you're a game studio like you're you kind of have to have it free to play and then either ads or in-app purchases you know if you're a sand dune runner altos odyssey altoids altoids menthols altoids menthols yeah you know that's a great game but uh, my suspicion is it probably doesn't do as well as some of these free to play monetizations right i see pluses and benefits of this for sure like, I think the plus is that it will give more credit for monetized games that are monetized properly, right? Like, you know, you should be paying these game developers, which is what we've been saying all along. Yeah. Check out episode one through 80. <laughs> but at the same time, um, will this sort of, you know, make it so that Apple is like a gatekeeper yeah. once again? Kind of does mean that, doesn't it? I feel like Apple has already gotten to this point where, or indie gaming just in general has gotten to this point where like you need to be in the upper echelons of the indie gaming world in order for your indie game to be noticed by the top tier indie game developers. How many times can I say indie? <laughs> but I feel like there is this exclusive club within the indie, indie game world where if you're not in it, you're not really, your game isn't really mentioned or... um brought to attention in the in, in the right ways, right, through its own merits. Well, hopefully we can help with on this show right here. But yeah, right. you're right. And I think this actually makes that problem worse. Right. Because now you're either a free-to-play because that's where all the customers go because they don't want to pay for anything, or you have to somehow already be big enough to have sway and like know people at Apple to be able to get involved in this arcade program and get behind those, those walled gardens right. of... Gaming wonderment. I almost so like no it, one's going to buy games now for yeah. like those two to six ninety nine games. Who's going to buy them? Who's like going to no buy them? I mean, us obviously because because we're suckers. No, because this is what the <laughs> sh- entire oh, premise okay. of the show is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the other the other good thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But I feel like they're already. So the other thing that I see is that there already has been a big divide between iOS games versus Android games, right? Like I've generally felt that iOS games at least. People are more willing to pay for like a dollar ninety nine, maybe four ninety nine for a really good indie game. Whereas Android, no way in hell people are gonna pay for that, right? Yeah. And I feel like if Apple does this, it's just gonna make that gap even bigger. Where now people are gonna be expected to pay this nine ninety nine. They're not gonna pay for these indie games that are run independently outside of Apple Arcade. Yep. Right? And Android people, <laughs> they're just never gonna pay for their games. Yeah. It's a very good point, and I don't. I'm afraid I don't have a good answer. Mm. Well, we'll see how it goes. I I am hopeful because I think their exclusive games look great. Right, it gives a lot of these really great developers a lot of attention that they deserve. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, that middle that middle ground. Yeah, tricky. Back to rest in pieces. Rest in pieces. So it's not a runner. It's a runner. It's a runner. It's a runner. All it's, right, it's Here a runner swinger. Yeah, a swinger runner. <laughs> Here's my pitch for this game. It's Balls Rush <laughs> Nightmare Edition. <laughs> uh, or you can say... Tell me I'm wrong. Temple Run... Which is the game I never played. Dark Mode. <laughs> you have an object that you need to move left and right to avoid obstacles. 
Yep. You're, you're, swinging, the, you're swinging left and right. The premise of this entire game. So you can imagine already kind of how this is. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about this game is that there is a pendulum physics movement that your runner is running towards. Right. This is not just a left and right. It's left and right with physics. Right. And you have to try and make as much progress as possible, I think, for each quote-unquote map. There are three main sections. Um, in order to get to the next section, you have to avoid rocks that are coming towards you, but you have to account for your pendulum action that your character is swinging on, which is like on a string, by tapping left and right on your screen. When you do, your character kind of moves left and either slows down swing or kind of moves left as you increase the swinging speed, but then you need to compensate the alternate swing by making sure it swings in the right time so you avoid the rocks. And this is crucial because... All the killer clowns. Right. <laughs> and this is crucial because your character is made of porcelain. Famously delicate. <laughs> yeah, one touch and you shatter into a hundred pieces. Which is why the name is called... Rest in Pieces. It is very good. Good name. <laughs> good name. Uh, we should probably talk about the theme yeah uh killer clown nightmare one of them i think the next levels are like cthulhu mm, octopus god god yeah uh which is interesting yep uh let's talk about the look of it as well because it doesn't look like any game i've seen before it's a very unique and no. i like it it's very cool and very scary uh if my child saw it mm. probably scared oh yeah yeah right? yeah i mean there's essentially a large scary ass clown that you're making your way towards yeah uh and you, you have to collect these yeah you have to collect these little lights which are i think the in-game currency um which allows you to buy other porcelain figures for you to swing on or to revive your character if you uh if you tap if you lightly tap a rock and right. explode into 100 pieces yeah like it's not an 8-bit game it's not a it's a 3D game. It's a 3D game, yeah. It's a, it's a complete 3D game. Yeah. Um, I think they took a lot of care in making... Monochromatic, your, we should say. Right. Yeah. Your characters are the only ones that are colored. Um, and they look very nice and shiny in porcelain. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, they are. Uh, There's a lot of shine else, going on in general. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I think it's really good. Like, they did a good... Uh, it sets the tone uh, of the game. Like, the fact that you're kind of these rounded-edged porcelain figures... Uh, versus like a creepy background quite a jagged yeah. gives me like horror movie vibes you know like whenever you see i don't know if you've ever seen poltergeist but i i think like poltergeist had really good imagery of, is that where they make the clay pot and no that's ghost <laughs> that's the other poltergeist <laughs> yeah sam wheat was a was a sexy poltergeist <laughs> Movies like Poltergeist always has like these creepy porcelain figures that either come to life and try to kill you. So I feel like these porcelain figures had that kind of vibe, but you're the porcelain figure, yeah, which is interesting. And the backgrounds, like it looks like kind of monstrous, oily figures in the dark, which <laughs> yeah. is very creepy. Yeah, I'm not sure I like the theme, but it's done well. It's done very Do you know well. What I mean, yeah, it just all sort of fits together in the nice little package. Like I think they've done a really good job in keeping it unique and fresh to what would be uh, kind of like a, a, another run-of-the-mill runner. Yeah. Yeah, they're giving a fresh take. Sam, how far did you get in the game? Not far. Oh, how many of 
the porcelain dolls did you unlock? I didn't unlock any. Oh, I found snap. this. What no, is happening? No, I found this game really hard. Oh. Like, I could not get... Um, first, you need to get used to the swinging, which yeah. I think was really hard to get used to. Then, not only is it that you're you're trying to make your way through this rocky road. <laughs> Yum. Yum. <laughs> With occasional killer clowns. Right. Yep. Uh, you need to make sure that your swings are collecting little lights, right? Uh, they're optional, but yes, it's encouraged to collect the lights. But that's the only way that you unlock the the next characters. Um, it's multiples, yeah. I think you need to either complete the level... And then as you get later on other characters, you do need to spend the spend the sparkly jewels to unlock characters. Yeah, I think it's a mix of both, both progressing through a level, but, and then later also paying with your sparkly jewels. Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah. But I can imagine you were compelled to collect every single sparkly jewel you saw. No, no, no. Oh. Not only that, like I was trying to make it to the clown, but I couldn't make it to the clown because I could not get used to the way the pendulum swings are coinciding with my my swing influence right you are not george of the jungle sam yeah. of the jungle you well, are i was georgina of the jungle, of the jungle <laughs> which is the character that you start with <laughs> well i'm happy to report i've unlocked three characters the elephant yeah i've got the the porcelain girl in the rain boots mm-hmm. georgina uh, georgina i got leotard the acrobat mm-hmm. tiny the elephant on a ball and if I can spend 150 bucks, or if I can spend 150 sparkly lights, I can get Captain Bjorn and and play the Kraken Rises from the Depths. Uh, the new nightmare. So it does seem like the first three characters are based on the killer clown nightmare, which is the happiest of nightmares. <laughs> yes. Um, then the next three are the Cthulhu from the Deep mm-hmm. uh, swampy nightmare. And then there's a godzilla nightmare right yeah i found this game very very hard oh, okay like, yeah. i i liked it i liked what i played um and i think the monetization was not gross at all not uh, nightmarish not nightmare <laughs> <laughs> yep uh you do have a set number of lives that you can try for the day which i felt was super sufficient for me to get my fill of runner action type game um yeah uh and then 299 like, gives you unlimited unlimited plays. Yeah. You can revive your characters by watching an ad. But I yes, it was never too. Did not gross. get used to the swinging. It was so mm. hard for me for some reason. I really I liked I liked it. Like yes, it was difficult, but it felt good once you kind of got into the I don't want to say swing of it, but I'm going to say swing of it. <laughs> and it just gave you that little ooh visceral thrill of like, oh, yeah, look, Ma, I, I'm doing it. Does this have checkpoints? I couldn't even get to the first checkpoint. <laughs> Sam, yeah. you suck. <laughs> I do suck in this game. Something about this game, like, I was, like, so horrible at it. Like, I couldn't know. Like, I kept trying to look for a pattern on swinging. Like, surely if I just tap a little bit on each side, you know, it will... The the rocks are set out for me so that I can just keep going, right? Sometimes some you way. do get a passage where you can just freestyle and just let it swing and you'll miss them all. But so many times, like, right before, I think there's, like, a checkpoint because, like, your progress is marked off by three sections, right? Yeah, so you get to open... Open an eye by getting to a section, by completing a section. Yeah, yeah right before I get to there, like, I would, I would <laughs> just lose concentration. swing into a rock. I'd see myself swinging, I'd be like, no, <laughs> and try to, you know, force myself the other way or go faster the opposite direction. So 
And yeah, it never worked out. In all my attempts and the number of days that I played this, it just never worked out. Let's get to the three by threes. Three things great and three things scary. Uh, I'll start off. Please. Great things. Uh, it's a great look. Like, I think the game is super polished. The, the monetization isn't gross. I think there's the way it allows you to sort of look forward into what you can unlock the other nightmares I think is pretty compelling, right? Like I do want to play the Kraken level. I do want to play the Medusa level. Release the Kraken. Yeah. Um, overall, even the music is good. The sound effects are great. The way the swing mechanic is very high quality. Frame rate is awesome. Like, yeah, it's very, very porcelain polished. And shiny. Totally agree. Very unique look. I don't think I've seen a game. I've not played a game on this show that looks like this at all. Um, and I was instantly intrigued my first good point uh unique and accurate physics i think that was this is the kind of the core of the game right basically everything rests on is it fun to swing left and right and how how much swing increase or decrease happens when you tap and hold it took a little while to get used to but for me i'm sort of game pro <laughs> with this so you know it's pretty easy for me to do you're a master swinger it started to get <laughs> it was very pleasing when you can kind of when you can anticipate the swing and then you can swing on or rather you can and then like stall your swing a little bit and mm-hmm. stop yourself from going too far but then exacerbating it a lot from when you just dodge around an elephant or something oh wait you are the elephant <laughs> it just opened up a little bit more strategy and gameplay than just swinging left and right which is kind of what it feels like to begin with right but then you go oh actually wait, i can stop my swing increase it more and it's kind of opened up the possibilities of swinging. It does feel like something has clicked for you then in yeah. terms of seeing the rocks coming and being able to anticipate the swing. Yeah, you've spoken about this before, just being, you probably have a better phrase for it, but you're also in the zone. You're, you're seeing the things, right. you're noticing them coming, but without thinking about them too hard, you can feel how you're moving and you can just get into it. You yeah. were, you were Georgina. I became Georgina. <laughs> yes. How horrifying. Give me my rain boots. I have Georgina. <laughs> I'll definitely add that the swing actually felt really good. Normally, if you're going to make a game on one element, that element should be the focus and should feel good. Like if you're making a running game, the running should feel good. If you're making a puzzle game, that puzzle element should feel tactile and satisfying. The theme, yep. Uh, So this being a swinging game, like the swinging does feel good and your input doesn't feel like you're detached from it at all. Mm, Yeah. Like it does, you can, you notice that your, your taps and your contributions to the swinging instantly, right? Which I think was also the reason why um, I had such a difficult time with it because I saw that rock coming and I know (laughs) I'm just going to run into it. And I know that my taps won't make a difference on like, you know, it's already too late. It's already too late. Once you've noticed it, it's already too late. Right. But then the other part of it is that when it does smash, it's pretty satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. So, yeah, it's just you sort of marvel at like, oh, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. It could be fun as the rest in pieces too to play as the killer clown. Right. Trying to send smash, away the rocks. Yeah. yeah. To send the rocks down, try and smash the porcelain dolls. Okay, that actually sounds like a fun game. Mm. I would play that. The monetization handled well. You've already mentioned this. 
pave your games, as we've talked about. Tip your developers. They yeah. need money. This is a long and difficult process to build stuff. But at no point did it feel gross. And um, yeah, happy to give them three bucks to unlock. Remove the ads. Give me unlimited lives to play. My last good point. There's actually a bit of story here. Uh-oh. Yeah. Here we go. So, and it's not in your face. It's not in there. But just a little blurb uh, right before you select Georgina. It says, please save them. And there's a quote. She who must dwell inside a pendant of porcelain. Nightmare, giver and bringer of death to whom have touched her. Awake or forever be trapped in her dreams. Weaved of your worst fears. Uh, and then there's a there's a little description that says these poor souls have been trapped in the dreams in the dream demons nightmares. You must open their eyes three times during a dream to awake and save them from never ending horror. Rest in pieces. Wait, they've been so again. They've been trapped in the dream demons nightmare. So it's not even their own nightmare. It's, it's someone else's nightmare. Yeah, but yeah. still, there's like a little bit there. You know, you understand that these are actually people that are trapped. Hmm. Okay, in a porcelain doll. In a porcelain doll. So instantly it gives you a little bit of flavor of what's happening. And that little blurb, you know, just like makes it, right? It's just that little attention of detail. Didn't need to be there, but it is. And now you get the story of like what's happening. Which segues nicely into my first bad point. Mm. Uh, Don't think too hard about the logic of the premise of this game. (laughs) The fact that you're on a you're a porcelain doll on a string attached to something, mm. and you have to dodge rocks, but then you hit a waypoint, and you're and you you zoom a flash of light up the string that then knocks out a clown, and he gets mad. Then he plays a trumpet, and then more clowns appear, and then you carry. This doesn't really make sense. Mm, sounds uh, like Twilight. <laughs> yeah, you know, just go with it, but doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, I think. My bad point would be that it would be... You suck at this game? Yeah, it's too difficult. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Like (laughs) I wasn't disheartened in any way, though. Like, I used my three lives a day. Didn't feel any improvements from my standpoint of (laughs) being good at the game. Get good. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that was satisfying. And I just waited for the next day. Um, but yeah, I think those are, those are really my like only negative points. Yeah. It does get difficult reasonably fast, even for such a skilled player as myself. (laughs) (laughs) But having said that though, like the introduction of the game is great. Like you completely understand for the beginning of like what you're supposed to do. Yep. You swing. Yep. Um, completing levels without, without any revives. I don't think I've done that yet. Mm. So Yeah. You know, I see. That's maybe a goal for later on. Final seven day rating, Edwin. This was a five. Mm. Enjoyable game. Didn't play it every day, but it was enjoyable. Good game. Yeah, this was a five for me too, surprisingly. Yeah. And uh-huh. even though I didn't unlock anything. Five days of sucking. <laughs> the Sam Wu story. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I did be smart. Girl. One time I'm good at a game that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine i accept it um yeah i i enjoyed the five days uh i actually didn't buy this game yet um but i feel like if i continue on playing with it which i think i will gives you infinite lives yeah i will i will i will definitely think about it uh, if i play more 
Sam, what should we play for the next seven days? So, Edwin, you like colours. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, as illustrated in the Design Home you like episode. You like puzzle games. You like okay. iPhone games. Okay. Well, are we playing Cami 2 again? No. Oh. It's similar, though. Okay. Um, you have seven days to play. Dissembler. December? <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, it's called Dissembler. D-I-S-S-E-M-B-L-E-R. Dissembler is a subtle puzzle game about unraveling playful, abstract artworks one color at a time. Ooh. Winner of Excellence in Design Award at Free Play 2018. Uh, flip pairs of tiles to make matching color groups vanish. But that's where the resemblance to a standard match three ends. In Dissembler, no tiles will drop in to replace the ones you've matched. Your task is to remove all tiles and leave behind a clean slate. Clean slate. The experience starts simply, leading you gently from basic principles to more complex puzzles. But before long, it will require careful planning and lateral thinking. This does sound similar to Kami 2. Mm. It has the same principle without the gong on each level. Or the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> right. All right. I look forward to playing... Dissembler. Dissembler. You, you have seven days to play Dissembler. Before we go, things of the week. I'm going to go first. Ha. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm competitive all of a sudden. Just... Yeah. You, you play one game better than me. <laughs> All of a sudden, your head's just <laughs> absolutely enormous. I treated myself. I got the AirPods second generation when they were announced last week. I realized that now I'm obviously quite lucky in any position of privilege to mm. just, oh, sure, I can spend nearly 200 bucks on a pair of headphones just for using in the apartment. Just willy-nilly? Yeah. So you got your own pair of sleep buds. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you. So these are now, these are just my apartment headphones now. <laughs> Which they're perfect for. Yeah, because... Let's see. Put one butt in, it goes to mono, so I can watch my Will, St- Will Smith uh, PUBG streams in bed, lying on my side, one earbud in, listening to the murders happening. Very mm-hmm. relaxing before bed. I don't know why, but yeah. it does relax me. I, don't ask me why. Something's wrong with my brain. <laughs> but you know, you're, or you're doing chores around the house, you're doing the dishes, yeah. doing the laundry. Being able to hear your significant other when they're talking to you rather than just ignoring them. Totally. That just leads to a harmonious home environment. I almost hear my children through my AirPods. <laughs> Rather than just ignoring them. Uh, very slick pairing process. I think they've improved it from even the first generation. Now you just open the case near an Apple device and it'll go, whoop. Yeah, that's what it did before. Only thing is, though, even though it did recognize it for the first generation, it shows it on screen and goes like, hey, here are your iPods. Um, with that voice mm-hmm. in particular. Oh, Siri, you've become so manly. It, it actually <laughs> didn't sync it. Like, it would recognize it, but it wouldn't start playing through them. So, they, okay. yeah. they must have improved that somehow. But, like, oh, this, the little details are so nice, like the snap of the lid. Mm, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I, I've seen people just fiddling with it on, on, in, a, in an elevator or subway. I'm like, wow, that's really annoying. Yeah. But now I totally get it. Click. Yeah. yeah. You, you, have to, you have to do it now. Um, also that, that snap closure actually waterproof because my oh, ran it through the wash. <laughs> so my AirPods were okay, but the uh, case was broken. Uh, it was my fault though. It was my fault. For course, that's what we have to say. Yeah. <laughs> she listened to the show. I know. <laughs> so we should say earbuds themselves, AirPods themselves, not waterproof, 
But the case turns out is. The case is. So the case but don't broke. try it at home. Don't try it at home because your case will break and I had to buy a replacement case. But Which you AirPods. can actually do now with the second generation to have the wireless charging. Mm. Do you charge? Sam, do you use any wireless charging? Have you jumped I, on it? I do. I have a... How's it working out for you? I have a living room... Because I have a living charge charger. area. Okay. Where all the devices go home to charge. Uh, and does and it I, work? And I have a wireless charger for my phone. Yeah, it works well. You just place it on top and then bloop. You don't have to be too accurate with the nope. placement. Well, you also need to be mindful about how thick your case is. So previously, like oh, my, my folio case, your beloved folio case, didn't too thick. Work. Yeah, oh. but now I have this backless case. I know, but where do you keep all your credit cards and other useless items? Uh, I've gotten rid of them. Mm. Who needs credit cards? Oh boy! Now that I have the Apple Card. Ah. <laughs> but now, how do you take photos without two hands holding like a book up? <laughs> Like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I've yet to get on the uh, wireless charging thing. But now that I have a phone that supports it, maybe I should investigate. So how do you charge your AirPods now? Plug them in. Oh, they're also, you're able to plug them in as well? Ah, I yeah, see. So they have little holes at the bottom. Let me know how it goes. There is nothing better than, you know, falling asleep with your AirPods and then waking up and not having AirPods and then looking for them in your bed, all around your bed, saying, where the hell could these be? These are just AirPods. Surely if I just look on the bed at eye level, I'll be able to see the AirPods. Oh, that old trick. I feel like it never works, but I always try it. Yeah. My thing of the week, love, death, and robots from uh. Netflix. So I watched through all 18 episodes, all varying in lengths from five minutes to 18 minutes. Very good, I have to say. It is an anthology. Robot wieners, the well, TV show. Less robot wieners, but actual like CG wieners. Oh boy. Lots of CG wieners. Wow. Yeah. It should have been called Love Ding Dongs and Robots. <laughs> so this is a show executive produced by David Fincher. And someone named Tim Miller. Not familiar. Something. Um, yeah. So one of my first impressions that I got from this after I watched it is that, you know, this gives me like a really robot big wiener? heavy metal vibe. Oh, Okay. So Heavy Metal is a Shoma? magazine. Yeah, it's like a science fiction magazine oh, that had like okay. artwork and like stories, like short stories and stuff like that. Um, but in the 80s, they actually came out with a movie called Heavy Metal, which was like an anthology movie um, of like maybe eight animated clips of different various sci-fi things, right? All kind of bleak and dark, all very interesting. Um and so that was always stuck in my brain for a while. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, this really feels like that. Uh, and I realized that, what's his name? Sorry. Tim Miller. David Finch. Oh, David Fincher. David Fincher and Tim Miller actually tried to make a heavy metal reboot. Uh, and they started the project, but this is what it ultimately became. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And so if they were going for that vibe, they, they totally got it because this is what it totally reminded me of. Um, but yeah, like all the stories are very sci-fi, include some sort of robot or setting in the future. All of them mostly done with CG. So, like there's one that had some live action in it. Um, but yeah, all sort of stories in the future Thing. or some sort of amazing sci-fi thingy. Uh, definitely worth the watch. I heard that Netflix was doing some sort of A-B testing in the order that the episodes were presented to people. Mm. So some people are going, oh, episode three was great. And then everyone goes, wait, no, it wasn't. Wait. And they turn out they're talking about different episodes. Right. So that's quite interesting for an anthology show that, yeah, you can actually test which order people watch it in and see yeah. which is the most effective. Well, that's quite interesting. I think I got the default order 
or the control order, which is the order that was listed on IMDb. Ah, interesting. Um, right. But yeah, I think that was actually a really good order because like the first one gives you a sense of, oh, this is like, there are lots of boobies in this. <laughs> I did hear one criticism that it sort of felt like, oh, some old white guys watched Akira and realized that, oh, cartoons can be violent. Mm. Let's, go make our, let's go make our version of it. I feel like that's such a that's such a easy take. Mm. That's a very easy comparison take. Um, I think it's just it's more like you know there are lots of opportunities to explore with CG sci-fi that I don't think a lot of people have really taken the opportunity to. Like I think it could be sexy, it could be daring, it could be risque, right? It could have wieners. It could have ding dongs, (laughs) Uh, and they took that advantage. Let's check out, let's try and do this boob physics simulator that we've been working on for 15 years. <laughs> Quick, assemble the team from EA Volleyball Sports 2019. Surprisingly, it exists. Oh, God. It's called, the game is called Dead or Alive, and I feel like there's an R&D division just for the boob physics. On that note, that's our show. <laughs> uh, I look forward to playing December. December. Dissembler. Uh, and I hope you will play along with us for the next seven days. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Seven Days to Play. If you have a game suggestion, like the chat did, he suggested rest in pieces. Tweet us at Seven Days to Play. Don't email us. Seven Days to Play.